think a couple years back, I remember during praise and worship, mostly it was the ladies who were involved and then the guys would just stand there with their hands in their pockets. Um, you know, and there was really no communication much, not much involvement, not much engagement, and you guys, I'm just, I'm, I'm so, so blessed to be able to see this. I truly, truly am. The love you guys have for each other, how engaged you all are, it's, it's amazing. So I want you guys to keep it up and know that we see your efforts, you know, we see that you guys are growing um, and maturing into the young men and women that God called you to be. And we are so, 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 as teachers, I'm speaking for myself, but I'm sure I'm also speaking on behalf of the other teachers. You guys are doing amazingly. So good for you, and God bless you guys. Um, all right. So. Before we get started, I do want to ask, I know last week we had a joint service, um, but does anyone know or remember what our topic is on? Fair? Fear, fear. Now, two weeks ago, our brother Paul um, gave a lesson. Does anyone, are there some things that you guys remember from that lesson? The things we talked about regarding fear? No, you guys didn't write any notes down. Hmm? You you left it? I left early. Oh, you left early. Okay. Anyone else? Oh, Aaron, go ahead. Fear is from the devil and is the enemy of faith. Okay, good job. Anyone else? We can overcome fear by leaning on God's strength. Yeah. Good, good, good. Go ahead, Mary. The more you let the devil in, the more he destroys your faith. Thank you. Anyone else? Go ahead, Brian. Perfect love casts out all fear. Amen. Amen. All right. Good job, y'all. Um, so today we're going to continue on in that series, and we're going to be talking uh, specifically about the fear of the unknown, okay? Understanding, overcoming, fear of the unknown, all right? Uh, so before we get started, let's share a word of prayer and invite the Lord in. Father, we thank you so much for this time. We ask you, Lord, to be in this place. We invite you, we thank you We ask that your Holy Spirit will lead today's discussion, the topic, every word that comes from me, Father, may it be from you. And I pray that every heart and mind in this room will be fertile and ready to receive all that it is that you have for us today. We ask that you just take over and have your way. And just let me pray. Amen. Amen. All right. So, fear of the unknown. Um, I don't know about y'all, do you guys ever have like those what ifs? 
you know, just the what ifs, but oftentimes it's negative what ifs, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. How many of us, by show of hands, can say that you feel that you may struggle with that, or you have a lot of those negative what ifs that often kind of pop up in your head. I know I do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thank you. Um, it's 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 a very very real thing, right? It's a very real thing. And I know there are some people who, and some of you guys may be this kind of person too, where we like to be calculated and control of everything. We like everything to be planned out from A to Z, right? Like if something doesn't go according to your plan, then you just kind of freak out. Um, and so oftentimes we find ourselves over worrying, right? Being afraid of what may happen um, things like death, I'm sure you guys, you know, some of us may even still be afraid of death. Nobody knows what's going to happen after death, right? Maybe if you're applying to a job or applying uh, for, I don't know, a scholarship, applying for something, and there's that fear of not knowing, you know, the result of that, right? Maybe if you have to talk to somebody. Uh, Maybe if you have to talk to somebody, right? Talk to a stranger, stand up in front of your class and lead a presentation, right? There's all these, <laughs> I'm seeing eyes. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it can be a scary thing, right? And when we talk about fear, fear is inevitable, okay? The fact is there is going to be fear in this life. There are gonna be things that we fear. Okay, and it's very, very important that as believers, as people, first of, first of all, but also as believers, that we learn about fear, right? How to navigate it. Um, a lot of us act out of fear too, you know? Everybody responds to things very differently, but we all kind of cope and manage in different, different ways. And it can be very unhealthy and not in the way that God wants us to respond, right? And a lot of it is because of that fear. So I would hope that during this time that we discuss and go through the word and we talk about fear, specifically the fear of the unknown, that we see, we can learn through examples, right? And get tools to help us in this journey, okay? So, Um, our, the scripture we're going to focus on, we're going to talk about Joshua. Who remembers Joshua? Can anybody tell me who Joshua was? No? Okay. Um, maybe I can give you a hint. Anyone remember Moses? Okay. Okay, somebody give me a backdrop on Moses. I see. Go ahead. Okay. He parted the Red Sea. Yes. What was? Go ahead. God gave him the Ten Commandments. Okay. 
God commanded him to lead the Israelites out of Egypt. That's that's the key, right? That was his commission, okay? That is what Moses is known for, right? Leading God's people out of bondage, out of Egypt to the promised land, okay? So, Joshua. <laughs> no, not, not Stephen's brother, not Stephen's brother. That's no, that's exactly it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, that's that's not got it exactly right. So, Joshua was the one who took up the mandate after Moses died, he continued the journey, right? To continue because you know they didn't fully reach the promised land when Moses died. Right, if you guys remember, okay? So Joshua was commanded by God to lead the people into the promised land, all right? So everybody open your Bibles to Joshua chapter one. All right, so we're in Joshua chapter one, okay? Verses one through nine. Are y'all there? Joshua chapter one, verses one through nine. Can I get two readers? Nah, I think that was the first answer I saw. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, please read one through five. Joshua 1, one verse one. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses, aid. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you, all these people, Get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am about to give them, about to give to them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will expand. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon, and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the hilly country to the Med to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. Amen. And then I'll continue, please, to verse 9. Joshua, verses 5 to 9. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened, and do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Amen. Amen. All right, so 
what are some things just from that passage itself that stand out to you? Okay, just I want you to kind of think about Joshua. Scripture says that he was Moses' aide, right? So he was essentially his assistant. He was his right-hand person throughout this journey, okay? Um, to provide some context, they were on this journey for 40 years, okay? 40 years, and Joshua has been by Moses' side the entire time, okay? Moses dies. Now the Lord comes to him and says, it's your turn. Put yourself in Joshua's shoes. What are some things in this passage that just stands out to you? There's no right or wrong answer. Go ahead, Emma. Thank you. Good. Um, verse nine, because it's like Mark, it's, can you put the mark to, yeah, so everyone maybe, can hear you. Maybe he was afraid, and God was like, "Have I not commanded you be strong, courageous? Do not be frightened. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go." And I feel like that applies to what we're talking about because I feel like in fear, God is telling us that fear is always going to be there, but don't be dismayed, don't be discouraged, because He will always be with us. Amen. Amen. Good. Anyone else? Anything else? You know, another thing that stands out to me when I read the scripture is there's a ton of promises that God, you know, says. Like, essentially, he says, like, if you look at verse 3, it says, I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Right? So, and there's a ton of very clear promises that God provides and says, hey, this is what I'm going to give you, okay? So, um, can you imagine how terrified Joshua could have been? I mean, this is a lot of people. <laughs> this is a lot of people over 40 years. You are responsible for making sure they make it, right? I could only, like, when I think about being in Joshua's shoes, I can only imagine all the negative what ifs that popped up in his head. You know, I'm not, I don't know if I can do this. I'm not like Moses. Am I capable? You know, are these people going to be good in my hands? What if we don't make it? What if someone kills us off? all the negative things I can only imagine, right? And as Na was saying, if you guys notice in this, just in this passage alone, God says be strong and courageous multiple times. Anything that God does is not for waste. Everything is very intentional, right? So I can only imagine if God felt the need to repeat, be strong and courageous that many times, that Joshua was terrified, right? And I know that there have been times in our lives when we've been terrified. 
another point that Arma brought up, which was really good, that God commanded him to focus on scripture, to focus on the law that they were given to help them make it through, right? And not only, if we look at verse eight, not only does God say to keep it and to meditate on it, he says, do that so you're careful to do everything in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Right? There's a condition. In order to succeed, you must meditate, read, think on. Be intentional, right? These are, all these instructions and these things that God is providing is not something that just happens. You know, Joshua has to be intentional about doing these things so that he does what God has called him to do and so that he's successful in it, okay? Okay. Uh, y'all, the book of Joshua, <laughs> because there's a lot of stuff that happens in Joshua, right? There's a lot of things that happen. Um, and it was still several, several years before they even ultimately reached the promised land. But you'll see if you read, continue reading more throughout the chapter, and I encourage you all to, to read it whenever you get a chance. The Joshua believed in the promises of God because you see that he even tells his people, hey, God said this, God said this, remember God said this. Throughout scripture, you see that he's reiterating it back to the people so that they also will have that faith and remember, right, what God had promised. And also commanded them that they need to make sure that they're following the law, okay? Um, are there any questions or comments so far? Nope. We're just all taking it all in. So I do want to get something clear. Um, you know, scripture says, do not be afraid. Oh, are you doing okay over there? Scripture says, do not be afraid, right? It's a command for us to not be afraid. So what I want to get clear is sometimes you know, essentially for us to be in fear is set to be sin. Okay? Is said to be sin. But what I want to be clear of is that we are people. <laughs> We're human beings who feel things. 
right? It is normal and okay for us to be afraid of something. What's not okay, right, is when you dwell in that fear and allow that fear to hinder you, to allow you to be disobedient to God, to keep you from the growth that God has intended. Does that make sense? It was said earlier too, we all know now, right? That fear is the enemy of faith. Fear and faith are like oil and water. They don't mix. We cannot say we have faith, but be in fear. Right? But sometimes things are scary, <laughs> okay? Things are scary. I was looking up an article and saw some article about, um, since it was a list of things that people generally fear, okay? It was a list of 10 things. It says, people fear change. We fear loneliness. I want us to kind of also reflect on our own selves. How many of us feel afraid of when something changes? Right, you're so used to things being a certain way and afraid that if it changes, what is that gonna look like then, right? Lonely. Let's be real. Some folks are in relationships and have these friendships because they're afraid of being alone. Yeah? Fear of failure. Not being the best or coming off as a disappointment to others. You know, not getting the best grade in school, despite how hard you try, all of that is fearsome. Rejection. People fear rejection. Uncertainty, which is what we're talking about, the unknown, right? The fear that something bad may happen. I don't know if I'm making this up, but I feel like I saw something where there was someone who was like so deadly afraid of like the elements, like just being outside that they lived in a bubble, like quite literally in a plastic bubble. <laughs> because like they start thinking about being hit by a car, germs, I mean, all kinds of things, right? But how do you live your life? <laughs> Literally in a bubble. But sometimes fear can get us to that point, right? Getting hurt. Some of us don't like to open up, be vulnerable, because we know once those walls come down, there's fear there. 
judgment, being judged. Inadequacy, feeling like you're not good enough. And then loss of freedom. You know, I strongly believe, this is just me speaking, but I strongly believe folks sometimes have issues with commitment because they feel like they're gonna be locked down or they won't be free to do as they please, right? So that lack of freedom, that loss of freedom can be something that's very fearful for people, okay? I listed these things out because while it's necessary and vital that we talk about scripture and we go through what the Lord has given us and the examples given to us, it's important too that we can relate this to our own lives and figure out, identify where we have our own issues of fear, right? Let's be real, we just keep it moving. You just keep it moving. And then at some point, that fear rears its head at some point, right? And oftentimes, well, can create issues, something may happen that you ultimately regret because there was something that was not dealt with, which is that fear, right? So I want us to be self-aware with God's help, right? the Holy Spirit to help us to be honest with ourselves and identify where those areas are. I mean, do you guys know, like just, are there any examples, real life examples you can think of where people responded um, inappropriately due to fear? Is there anything you can think of? Something on the news, something at school, maybe even in your own personal life. A friend maybe did something. One example I think I heard quite, like on the news some months back, I'm pretty sure it was this year. And you guys may have heard it. I think, I hope I'm not getting the story wrong, but what I remember is that there was a, I think like a young, a young woman um, who was driving and pulled up in the wrong driveway and the property owner shot her out of fear because she pulled up in the wrong driveway. Was that her neighbor? I don't know. I'm not sure. They made that. She died. She lost her life because someone was afraid without even going to speak to her or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? I'm hearing voices. What's happening? I think one of them, I don't remember. One may have been like black and white, something. It, it may, may, don't take my word for it. I just remember that that's what had happened. But I know that what I do remember is that the property owner claim that he was afraid, right? And shot the person, okay? Um, all the civil unrest going on in the country today, a lot of it is fear. 
right, is rooted in fear. There's a lot, a lot of things that stem from this fear. And it's so vital and so important that we recognize it, right? And deal with the fear in our own hearts. Clearly, God doesn't want us to be afraid because he knows that we can't handle it. We have no reason to be afraid if we claim that he is God and he is good, right? If we are afraid, it says that we don't trust him to be good. We don't trust him to show up. We don't trust that he's as big and as powerful as we say that he is if we are constantly living in a state of fear. Okay. Anything else anybody want to say at this moment? Feel free to kind of just, you know, if anything comes to mind and you want to say something, feel free. Um, just to be transparent, because you know, I, I am transparent. I have always been afraid of failure and feeling inadequate, not feeling good enough, you know? Um, and that was really hard, <laughs> but it's kind of crazy. And I think we'll probably, well, sure we'll talk about it, but for me in my own personal life, The Lord allowed me to go through a series of failures to help me overcome failure, the fear of failure. It was horrible. <laughs> it truly was. Um, but I see growth in myself, and it's an amazing thing. Right? Public speaking. Y'all, y'all. Public speaking for me, I think when I was in your seats, however many years ago, there was a time someone called me to speak and I think I started crying. <laughs> I kid you not. When I was living, I think I've mentioned, some of you guys may know, some may not know. I lived in North Carolina uh, for two years after college. Um, I was working out there. And, you know, we had a Bible study group and all this stuff, and it was my turn to teach. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing to myself. Oh, God. Um, Y'all, we were sitting in a circle, and it was my turn to teach. And all I kept thinking in my head was, I don't want to be here right now. I don't want to be here right now. I want to disappear. I want to disappear. Everything I was saying, I didn't even understand what I was saying, right? I had a lesson. I was trying to teach it. And I was just so in my head. Y'all, I started crying again. I'm a crier if y'all haven't already picked that up. I started crying. And I had to, like, you know, play it off. And I was, the topic was, God is a good father. God played it off. And I was like, God is so good. <laughs> I kid you not. It was so bad. It was so, so, so bad, right? It was so bad. Oh, gosh. Um, oh, gosh. Is there a bug? Is that what's happening? Oh. 
Oh gosh, okay. All right, everybody okay? Everybody safe? We good? All right, okay. Is it still alive? Okay, all right. Yo, you're good, Francie, you're good. You're good. I feel what? Oh, ladybugs? Really? Just now? See, what did I say? God will allow you to face your fears to help you overcome your fears, okay? Um, all right, we're good now? Let's bring it on back, okay? Francie, you're safe. Don't worry. No ladybug got you. You're good. Okay. Um. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's real, y'all. But um. But God is good. God is good. And I had to go through a series. I had to go through a process myself. Um. And I want us to kind of go through this process now. Okay. So if there's anything you guys are writing down, please write this down. There are just a few kind of points. When you find yourself in a place where you know that you're fearful of something, it can be anything, the unknown, or you know, all the things that we listed, you know, maybe even more specific things with like, I don't know how I'm gonna do on this test, or you know, whatever. There are some points I want us to put down, okay? All right, everybody with me? Yes. All right, cool. Okay, first step. Have to be real with yourself. Okay? You have to be real with yourself. Acknowledge the fear, okay? Identify it. Don't dwell in it. Just know that it's there. Because if you don't know that it's there, then it can't be worked on, right? If we don't. admit or acknowledge that that um, flaw is there, that challenge is there, then we don't even give room for the Holy Spirit to deal with us, okay? So one, be real with yourself. Examine yourself. The, the Bible talks about examining our hearts, okay? So that's the first step. Next. Find scripture. Find scripture. When I was going through specific things in my life, I look, y'all. Google, we thank God for Google. Bible verse on XYZ. You will find a ton of verses on whatever it is that you need help with. Okay? Find few verses that you can meditate on. It is so important. It is so, so, so important. Okay. We have to actively be doing this work. It's very important that we're actively doing this, right? Being intentional about doing this. Okay. So two, find scripture. Meditate on it. Pray on it. Okay. Third thing, remember who you are. Remember whose you are. In those moments of fear, 
oftentimes we feel little, we feel small, we feel out of control, right? We have to remember who God is. We cannot claim that God is a good God, that he's a great God, that he's an all-powerful God, that he's an all-knowing God, that he's a just God, that he's a good God. We can't claim those things if we don't walk in it. Right? Remember that we are children of God. There's scripture that says, if God be for you, who could be against you? Right? Scriptures like that, you have to kind of have in your tool belt just things you can pull up and say the scripture. Somebody got to say it out loud. You got to say it out loud. You got to talk to yourself sometimes. No. Yes, I feel a little bit afraid, but God is good. I trust him. Yes, I'm scared, but I still trust him. That's okay. Right? Prayer. Obviously, give it to the Lord in prayer. Lord, I am struggling with this. I want to trust you completely, but I'm struggling too. Right? Be honest with him. So he can deal with those areas. All right. Encourage yourself. Don't speak curses. Sometimes when we get in those very negative places, we think negative things and we speak negative things. What does scripture say about our tongue? Thank you. Life and death lies in the power of the tongue. Okay? So, as believers, as children of God, we have the power to speak life, right? In those situations where you feel lonely or lost, afraid, don't know what's going to happen next, right? We have the tools we already need. We just have to use them. Okay? And reach out. Find a mentor, somebody you can trust. We teachers are here for you guys. You guys already know that. Someone that you can trust if you feel like you can share whatever it is that's going on. Reach out. Because sometimes we get to a point where you can't carry yourself. You know, sometimes, I don't know about y'all, but I've been to a place where I can even pray for myself. And I thank God that he put people in my life to just pray for me and lift me up. Right? All these things that we just listed are tools that will build our faith. We need our faith to increase so the fear can decrease. Okay? Romans 10, 17 also says, faith comes by hearing the word of God. I'm paraphrasing, but essentially it's what it says. Right? 
we have to constantly be putting positive references like scripture, all the things God breathed into our hearts and our minds, okay? And then all throughout scripture, there's all kinds of folks who just, who are some biblical references, biblical people you can think of that dealt with fear? Doubting Thomas. Okay, yeah. I guess so. Yeah. Um, go ahead, Francine. Oh, she's still thinking about it. Jonah. Yeah. Right. But what do you think she was afraid of? Jonah. You say that again? To go and speak to people? Mm. Okay, I have to get back to that in a moment. Zach, did you ever hand up? You're going to say Jonah? Interesting. Okay, uh, Daryl. Daniel. Daniel. Good. Good, you're good. Uh, there's so many hands. This is awesome. Brandon, go ahead. Joshua. Oh. Did you talk about but that's good. Oh, another Joshua? Peter. Ah, you're gonna say that? Very <laughs> good. David, David, good job. David and Goliath. Yeah. Yo, David went through a lot. He was hunted by Saul. If y'all remember, he was in hiding for some time. Um, I'm gonna go ahead. Who? Jesus. That's true. He said, Lord, if this everything can cut, yeah. If you can let this cut pass me by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. The guy that, that's also Peter. Yeah, yeah. So for like different reasons, we mentioned Peter. You, you can see these people, right, had moments of fear, right? Um, and we can learn from that and see how they navigated, how still the Lord continued to use them, right, in different, different, in different ways. Moses was one. Remember, he had a stutter. He didn't want to speak. He didn't want to lead people because he felt he was inadequate. He didn't think it was good enough, right? But he managed to lead these people for 40 years, okay? Um, Job, did anybody mention Job? Okay, I'm trying to think. If we're talking about fear, what do you think? I, well, I guess after they sinned, is that what you mean? Adam and Eve. They were ashamed. But that also does kind of speak to fear, though. Yeah. Were you saying something? Joseph? Yes, that's a good one. Yeah, his brothers. That's true. So you're saying the people of Israel. Yeah. The people of Israel, y'all. People wonder, like like people who, you know, what are those folks called? Who like study scripture and all that? They say, they say that they wandered 40 years, but it actually didn't have to take them 40 years to get to the promised land. What kept them from the promised land was because of a lack of faith. God kept them wandering until they got it right. <laughs> okay. 
You know what I'm saying? And so you can just see from the people of Israel how their lack of faith kept them stagnant. Look at the delay for no reason. All because of lack of faith. The Lord wanted to teach them, you know, to get them through that. Um, but it was because of that fear, because of that lack of faith that they were stagnant. Brennan, were you going to say something? Mary and Joseph. I guess so, because, I mean, I mean, I can imagine that it's scary to, like, have a baby and, right, yeah, 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 yeah. What'd you say? Oh, yeah, because I didn't get back to it. Well, I guess to me, when I think about Jonah, at least as far as scripture says, from what I remember, Jonah felt like the people that God instructed him to go speak to, he felt like they didn't deserve to hear the word. So it wasn't really out of fear. It was out of like, what's a good word for it? He just felt like, like no, they don't deserve it. Because they, they, were, they were sinful, you know, and all of that. And God wanted to go, you know, to send a word. So it was really because of that, not really because of fear. Um, that's, that's my opinion, though, based on scripture. But, but the parable of the lost son. Oh, yeah. Parable of the lost son, you're saying, so like after he left and then like came back. Oh, that's good. The parable of the lost son, he was afraid to come back because he wasn't sure if his father was going to receive him, right? But he did, and his father did receive him. Not good. The people who were near Jesus when they were coming to take him over, like the disciples? Like the disciples that were with Jesus when they were scared. Uh huh. They were scared. The people, yeah. Go ahead, Brandon. No, that's a good one. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's three people in the fire. That's good. That's really good. Go ahead. Yeah, but where would the fear be? Y'all, you, you guys are awesome because y'all are reminding me of stuff. This is great. Um, good. Go ahead. Do not be afraid. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good job. Yeah, go ahead, Francine. Samson. Oh. Okay, yeah, yeah. I think he lost his strength. All right, y'all. We're going to wrap up, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good. So. All right, y'all. So let's wrap up. I'm going to just quickly read through just a few, not a few. This is a handful of verses that I found, right, that speaks to um, fear, right, and faith. Okay? So it's Psalm 31, 14. But as for me, I trust you, O Lord. I say you are my God. Psalm 33, 21. For my heart rejoices in him because of trust in his holy name. Psalm 56, verse 3. When I am afraid, I will put my trust in you. Psalm 
56 verse 11, in God I have put my trust, I shall not be afraid. Romans 8:31, if God is for us, who can be against us? Philippians 4, 6 and 7, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. 2 Timothy 1, 7, for God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. Some, some versions will say, and of self-control. Okay? Those are just a handful. There are a ton of other scriptures that speak to fear. Alright? So, just to conclude, you guys, are we are we back? Are we back? I'm hearing some some whisperings. Okay. Fear and faith don't mix. If you notice a place of fear, if you notice, identify that you are afraid of something, there is an area of faith that you have to work on. Pray about it. Find scriptures on it. Speak on it, okay? Remember that God is in control. Specifically on this topic of fear of the unknown, here's what I've come to conclude in my own walk with the Lord, right? And what I feel like he's taught me. If we are afraid of the unknown, right? Let me say it this way. As human beings, our capacity is very limited. We will never know everything, right? So to continue to indulge, let me not say indulge, but to continue to dwell on being afraid of the unknown really is harming ourselves because we will never know everything. So why continue being afraid of something that you will never know? It's like a waste of time, a waste of emotional resources you know it's like just constantly being afraid of a thing and you'll never know the thing like it just just let it be and trust God right like when I talked about myself and my fear of failure and and public speaking and those sorts of things I have to recognize I'm not a perfect human being I'm gonna mess up and if I mess up so what right so what what's the worst that can happen okay maybe I slipped up I said a a word wrong or something you know or maybe I forgot some words I'm human I'm human you know so I had to learn to stop putting all that extra pressure on myself God doesn't put that pressure on me you know he loves me just the way that I am he loves y'all just the way you are right and so a lot of these fears and a lot of these things is because we don't see ourselves the way God sees us okay so if we find those areas and we see that we are struggling in that area, we need to say, Lord, how do you see me? Help me see myself the way you see me. Help me to be faith, to have faith and to trust you in this area. Okay? Um, let us all be self-aware and practice what we preach. Okay? If we say that God is a good God, he's good for you too. Right? There's nothing that we should be afraid of because God is a just and a good father. He will never do anything to harm us. It may feel painful in the moment, but trust me, as someone who has been through some things in life, 
okay? That oftentimes those experiences, those very scary, uncomfortable situations are experiences he allows us to go through to mature and to grow and to improve and to grow in our faith. Because in the same way that I'm sitting here sharing with you my issues, right, and the areas that I had faith, I can now say that God saw me through it and now look at me, right? So God wants you guys all to have those experiences, and I'm sure you probably already do, and you will continue to, right, so long as you continue walking with the Lord. Um, let's not allow faith to hinder our growth. The people of Israel wandered for 40 years because of lack of faith. God doesn't want that for us. God does not want that for us. He wants us to grow. He wants us to mature. As a good father, every father, every parent wants their child to be mature individuals. Right? So as a good father, he wants us to be well-equipped to be good people in this world, but most importantly, good Christians, people who can represent him well. Okay? And folks who will not act out of fear um, inappropriately, like the dude who shot the girl in the in the driveway, you know. So, in a nutshell, that's all that I have to say. We have to find strength, right, in God's faith when we trust in God. It'll help us through those things. And don't don't be stuck on the unknown. We don't know nothing. So why keep being stuck on it? You know? And if we see Joshua, we see that he proved. So long as he followed what God said, right? He meditated on scripture. He did his best to not be afraid. And he did what the Lord told him to. And he was successful in leading the people to the promised land. All right, so let's be intentional about overcoming our fears. 